Mom and Dad. I've been at a sleepaway camp, and I'm getting very scared. At summer camp, there's nothing more terrifying than the threat of mosquito bites, poison ivy, hiking, and bad camp food. Unless, of course, your camp has run amok of a murderer stalking and killing both the campers and the staff one by one. On this episode of View the Right Thing, Wes, Steve, and special guest Devin pack their sleeping bags, do some archery, and try to survive the night at Camp Arawak in 1983's Sleepaway Camp and its 2008 sequel, Return to Sleepaway Camp. And now it's time for View the Right Thing. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back to another episode of View Halloween the right. Jaws. Oh, come on. View the right thing. Constantly with you. I can't help it. I'm a jokester. Steve, uh, I have I'm a... like su- Jared Leto's the jokester. I have a surprise for you. A surprise? Yeah. Look to your left. Yeah, perfect. We have a special Whoa. guest. Devin Deigert. What? Hello. Hi, Devin. <laughs> good, How's good it going? Evening, Devin. I'm so excited that you're here. Yes. I'm pretty excited, me too. Me, too. Devin's always cool. Devin, yeah, I Devin's mean, always cool. 99.9% of the time. Yeah. 99.92% of the time. Okay, I'll go Give with it. It's, that extra 200. I'm actually looking at this box that says kills 99.9% oh. of the time. Nice. You know. Uh, we have uh, cleaning supplies out. If only we used them. <laughs> um, so... Devin's here. Devin uh, is a friend of ours. He's. Uh, do you want to tell tell us a little about yourself? Like you're a oh, man. musician. You're a photographer. You're a man of many talents. Uh, yeah. What don't I do, man? <laughs> right. Uh, well, right now, I would I would say musician is the title that I'm going. Well, you are a musician. Pursuing. That's for sure. I've heard your music. Yeah, yeah. You directed my video and seen your music video. <laughs> yeah, it's all out there. Listener, have you seen "Dope" by Devin Digert? Directed by Wes. Hi. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up right now. Yeah, give it a give it a view on YouTube. Give it a give it a, give it a view. Give it give it view the right thing. Yeah. YouTube.com slash d i d d i d. What is the how do you spell? How do you spell my initials? A a a a. No, don't really don't really write that in the URL, people. No, it's my initials, D-I-D. Oh, okay. You, YouTube.com yeah. slash D-I-D. Devin yeah. Iliad Diger. Il- Iliad. You know, that I feel like that'd be better. It, it's Isaac, which I actually hate. Oh, it. Isaac's a great man. Oh, Isaac's name. a nice name. For some reason, I hated it when I was younger. I told my mom, and she you know, started to cry. Isaac's oh, no. So why'd you here. name me this horrible oh, name? But now sad. I like it. But I, because I didn't like it when I was younger, I actually don't know how it's spelt. It's a great middle name, though. Yeah. I've never spelt it in my life. I've never, like, written it in my life. Like, my ID doesn't even have it. Whoa. It's There's... not just good old I-S-double-A-C, like in the Bible? It might be. I don't know. I, I don't, I've never actually like asked the, my mom. Like I'd the preacher kid from Children of the Corn? <laughs> it, no, what's the biblical version? I-S-A-A-C? Oh, then that's what it is. Cool. Yeah. You don't know how to spell your middle name? No, I've never had this. Uh, this sounds horrible, but I've never had that's to spell weird. it. Because I hate what it What about for your driver's younger. license? It should be on your driver's license. It, no, it's not even on there. Really? It's not yeah. even on there. It is no, it's like I don't have it. It's like it doesn't exist. But I, yeah. I like it now. Spooky. Sorry, Mom. Yeah, Isaac's a good name. I, I appreciate Isaac it now. Isaac Mizrahi, Isaac, uh, wait, I was thinking Alan Iverson. No, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a basketball player. There's a famous Isaac in the NBA, right? Isaac. 
Are you thinking Isaiah Thomas? Isaac Newton? No, <laughs> I like Isaiah Thomas, but I thought there was a famous Isaac in the... Chris, Chris Isaac? Chris Isaac, an, an also musician, another um, musician. Oh. Isaac Hayes, who J- we just saw on screen. Jason Isaacs. The Jason Isaacs. Wait, who was... No, Isaac on screen. He was the, the chef in the movie we just watched. Uh, Isaac Hayes, who played chef, played chef on South Park, played chef in the... That's great. The should movie. we let we'll Devin we'll tell people what movies we just watched? Yeah, they, I mean, they should know by now. You should know. On the... Dear listener. The title of the podcast yeah, yeah. episode, but... But go ahead. What so, legendary movies did I mean, we just watch? We won't get we into the... We watched yet, Sleepaway Camp and? and Return to Sleepaway Camp. Mm, oh, delicious. snap. Yeah. So good. Yeah, uh, but before we get into that, in that order, we watched. Them. Yeah, we didn't watch them out yeah. of order. We didn't watch the middle two, and nobody should. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go right ahead. Uh, um, so, have either of you guys been to the theater recently? I was in the movies? theater twice on Saturday. What'd you say? Twice, technically. Technically, <laughs> after midnight in the very, very, very early a.m. Saturday oh. the fourteenth. I was in a theater. I was at the Vista Sunset watching Friday the 13th. So on Saturday up, the 14th? I stayed up very late, and then the movie started at midnight. Mm. And uh, so Friday the 13th, my first time seeing it on the big screen, just as scary and corny as it's always it's been. the first one? The very first one. It's interesting whenever people do screenings of that on Friday the 13th, because, I, I mean, they, I get it. In some ways, I feel like they should do the first one, yeah. but it's not the one that people like. It's not the iconic. Sure, you know. What uh, would the iconic one be? Well, I mean, J- I mean, Jason is the iconic uh, killer, right? right? So, and the fact that he's not really, really in the movie. But boy, oh boy, when he is in the movie, oh man! And if you were to ask me, I would say part six, Jason Lives, is uh, my favorite. No way. Part four, part four is pretty good. It's the it, final chapter, part four is pretty good. You got Crispin Glover and Corey Feldman yeah. and a Jason movie. Uh, yeah. That's pretty great. He's not, and he's not a dead fuck. I forget what? the actress's name, but the brunette from Weird Science. I forget her name right now, but okay. she's wonderful. She's also in part four. That's a home run for me right there. I yeah. love Weird Science. Then part four has, has some problems with it though. There's some real It's like, a Jason movie. They all have it's, problems. No, but I mean it has some real like pacing like lulls in of it. Of course. Where it's like, ugh. But part six just murder after murder. And let me just bring up, in part six, they bring the camp back. And there's yeah. actually there's actually children at the camp. Yeah. It's the only one with children at a camp. Yeah, that has the legendary scene where Jason like wanders into the kid's cabin. And you're like, what's the, he going to do, like man? A, a kid has a book that they like, it's like far beyond their reading level in the, in yeah. the scene, too. Isn't, um, isn't there telekinesis in that one no that's seven that's seven that's part seven okay uh, i thought seven was the new takes blood. manhattan no part eight is takes manhattan okay part nine is jason goes to hell and part 10 is jason, jason x, x. Space. i don't think i saw takes manhattan Maybe uh, it's not, people they, like the kills in it but it's really not they, smart they think, take a boat from a lake to new york city which yeah. is an odd choice no they're, maybe i did their see lake that. connects to I don't know, the Hudson? I don't know. <laughs> I watched them all, like, pretty close together last Halloween. Oh, yeah. Didn't you binge them with Daniel Weiss yeah. and Charlene? Whoa. And Were you next? there for some of them? No. Because okay. Jason and I, we have a sordid history. <laughs> you know what else I saw in the movie theater? What was that? Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Oh, was I wanted good? to take as long as possible to, to say the name like the movie did. <laughs> yeah. It takes a long time for the title to pop up on the screen. 
Spoilers. No, it's a long movie. The, the first Blade Runner is a long movie. The and first it's Blade not Runner even, is a long movie. It's not even long running time. It's long pacing wise. It just it's long pacing feels wise. like it's a, like a three day journey. A little bit. And this movie, did you see it yet? I haven't seen it. Okay, this is all I'm going to say. I'm not a big Blade Runner fan. This is all I'm going to say and it's not a spoiler. I am a fairly big Blade Runner fan and I really liked a lot of this movie. Well, you like Dune also, which is also a snorefest. <laughs> no, I don't like Dune. You I, love. I, no, you I live Dune. I enjoy Dune because I like the story that is Dune. Yeah, and so dipping into the movie is just a fun little way to revisit the story. I don't like the movie. I'd say that to David Lynch's face. How could you? How could you watch a movie so many times but not like it? I mean, I'm not always like paying 100 percent attention to it. All right, fair you enough. know, I might put it on and take a nap. And then he when was I wake up, so excited to he's show fighting me Dune. Sting. I will. I, it's a must-see movie. I don't think mm. I've seen it. You're okay. Mm. <laughs> see, it's not it's really a, a must-see must movie. See movie that you don't. I was to being see. very sarcastic. You listen to our <laughs> our long podcast about Dune. This is my review of Blade Runner. No spoilers at all. But okay. the first hour, yeah, doesn't need to be there. Well, no, but it's a two-hour and forty-four-minute movie. Yeah. Oh my god. The first hour could have very easily been thirty to forty minutes. Very easily. And again, no spoilers, but they just, they spend a ton of time just lingering on these really, really beautiful shots, but just lingering. That's a lot of the first movie is like that. Silently. And it's, it's a bit of a chore. But then. You think it would have not felt like an appropriate follow up if they had had speedy pacing in that first hour? I think it would have been fine. Hmm. I really think, because also with the first movie, you're learning. About that that whole world, whereas this is a sequel, so we've already yeah. had a taste of the world. We don't need to completely re. In, we don't need to wade into the pool. Yeah. We could jump into the three. But a lot of people section. are seeing this movie without having seen the first one. That's a silly idea. You know, uh, our friend of the podcast who's not been on yet, but friend of the podcast, Rick Schroeder, Skyler, Skyler Caleb, Skyler Caleb of Awaken the Shadow Man, and and of Waking. the podcast hosted by Skyler Caleb, hosted by Skyler Caleb. Um, hmm. He hasn't seen the first one. Well, he watched the sequel with me yesterday. Yes, and I saw him <laughs> post about it, and he was like, "It was really slow." And was he, the and first it, one slow? And it was like he hasn't seen the first one. That's strange. I didn't. I, I didn't see his post about that. I was with him when he came up with the original post, which was more like Blade Crawler, I think. No, oh, I don't know. I didn't see or that. Maybe one. Blade Walker, but I didn't know that he admitted in the post that he had not seen the original. It might have been in a comment, like replied to the post. Wow. I'm not 100 percent sure, but so my official review of Blade Runner first hour should have been 30 minutes, and I had, I wish I had been high. Well, did you fall asleep during it, Wes? The answer is yes. Of course. But only within that first hour when there were tons of very long, very, very silent moments. I mean, there was music, of course. But there, oh boy, so many long, lingering shots. Denny Villeneuve, I know you listen. You're a beautiful filmmaker. He doesn't listen to This him. is a great movie, but it could have been an hour 94 minutes as opposed to two hours 44 that's, minutes that's also his style too though is that really slow thoughtful pace yeah very true um Devin you went to the movies right yeah I saw a happy death day uh, I really oh. want to see it. I, I want to see that more than I want to see Blade Runner people are probably really <laughs> angry at that statement but now I is this see. the movie where the guy goes into the future and watches happy death day and then travels back in time and makes groundhog day yes knew it 
Knew yeah, it. exactly, actually, <laughs> which was surprising because I didn't get that from the trailer. It was a documentary. <laughs> it was a documentary about time travel. It does yeah, look it pretty great. good. Is it good? I, I really enjoyed it. Cool. I, thought, I thought it was a great comedy, and then I also jumped a little bit, and then oh, right. I was still entertained. I thought the characters, I liked the acting, um, I liked the script. I was happy with it all. Like, it's, cool. it's That's fun. Awesome. You're not... Yeah, I, I would say it's a very fun movie that... Yeah. 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 We, I, we also went and l- went to a maze beforehand and oh. loaded up on a bunch of candy. So there was candy and popcorn, and then there was a bar. So we all had drinks. But I will say, even without all of that, mm-hmm. I still would have probably enjoyed it. I just really loved it because I was in a great mood. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, Nothing that's wrong with that at all. That's a big piece of like whether people like movies or not. A lot of yeah. the time is what. Even if it's not something that they consciously know about, if mm-hmm. there's something like on the back of their mind or they've had a fight with their boyfriend or girlfriend, all those things can like dramatically affect whether they like the movie or not. Yeah. And like, true. had they not had that fight, they might have liked that movie. The great thing is, though, a great movie can take whatever you're feeling and change it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So. Something that can really transport you. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to see that movie. I mean, I liked I it. I enjoyed it. It was really fun. It was, it was just a very fun, entertaining ride. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a prediction about who the killer is in the movie, but oh. I'm not going to say. Because, who do you think? I no, because, no I, 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 I'll keep it to myself. I'll no, tell maybe you, my I'll like, tell cheek it, will move or something. I'll tell you, I'll tell you like, when we're not on. I don't want to t- say it on the podcast. Is it Andy McDowell? Plant it, yes. I knew it. it was, I literally uh, just forgot Stephen who the killer was for like one second. <laughs> yeah. What if it really is Tobolowski, man? Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Wait, you're the killer? Bing! That's that. how that scene would go. Funny. He like pushes him down the stairs. Yeah. Watch that first step. It's a doozy. I will say, I was happy with the ending. Good. Which I don't think is always a thing. So oh, I will say, yeah. I, was, I was very happy with how it all wrapped Transpired. up. Transpired. Yeah. Uh, did, did either of you see any trailers? Man, I saw tons of trailers. I saw the Jigsaw trailer. Yeah, saw... does it look good? It looks like a tired franchise. Um... I, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just hyped. I'm hyped that it's back. You just love creepy stuff. Yeah, and I'm thinking you had like 10 years. I think it was like 10 years. Has it been 10 years? No, it can't have been 10 years. Song? Really? Okay. Well, I guess it was 10 years in the movie. Oh, so sure. I guess in my head I was like, oh, yeah, it's been 10 years. Because I'm pretty sure there's a, a Saw movie has come out since I've lived here, and I haven't lived here 10 oh. years. Well, it's been a minute, so I feel like they have time. If they did it right and but I'm guessing they probably didn't sit and spend six or seven years working on it. But I'm assuming in my head that's what they did. And now they've got this masterpiece. But I also saw the Insidious trailer. And I'm super oh, psyched for that because it's James Wan back. Is it a sequel? Yeah, yes. Okay. Well, because the last yeah. one was a prequel. No, this one I'm pretty sure is a sequel. Okay. I don't know. He goes back and forth. No, it is a sequel. Because... It's weird because they called the Insidious 3 Insidious 3. But yeah. it was a prequel to... This is this is the Insidious one because... The, chapter um, 3. The woman who plays the, I guess, medium kind of Yeah, she, that's, she was the main character of the part three, right? Yeah, so now she's back, and she's got to go further into the further. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, is Lee yeah. Wanella, is Specs back in it? The guy with the glasses, her, um, her assistant? Yes, I, I'm pretty sure they are. I can't remember. In my head, I have, like... It'd be weird if he wasn't. So, so Lee Wanell and James Wan are like kind of partners, and Lee Wanell writes a lot of the stuff. I'm pretty sure he was in it really briefly. They didn't. He they always didn't writes a part for himself. On, yeah, they were more focusing on um, it's something with a key. Okay, and, uh, something with a key. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the first Saw movie? I remember the ending. Do you remember? You remember Carrie always is trapped in the bathroom with another dude on the other side of the room. 
Is that the room that they're in in it's like like a ba- the whole like a, movie? Yeah, the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a dude at the other end? Yeah. That's Lee Wanell who wrote the movie. Oh. And then he specs in the Insidious movies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he always writes himself in. It's always crazy nice guy. that I think that one of the first films, I don't know if it was his first, but like one of the first films that James Wan did was Saw. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely their breakout. Mm-hmm. So sure. good, though. For so sure. good. I need to do a Saw day before we, the new one comes We talked out. about that last episode, right? Like how it's it was like this kind of groundbreaking thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. nobody had really... I remember watching it in the theater and just gasping out loud with the rest of the audience but I was in so much shock. It's sort of like a sixth sense kind of moment yeah. where you get the rug kind of pulled out from underneath you. It's hard yeah. to capture Whoa. that stuff since the sixth sense. I never had yeah. my sixth sense moment because I saw Scary Movie before I saw Sixth Sense. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, my brother spoiled it for me. So then by the time I actually watched it and like the famous line was said, mm-hmm. it was just laughable and I literally just kind of laughed to myself. Yeah. I still like the movie. It's still good, but... It had been, you know, it had been taken away everything from like watching seven parodies and years and years of people making fun of it, and how, then finally seeing it. How many times have you seen Sixth Sense? Once. We should watch it again. I'm down. You, you know, they um, their color psychology is really important in that film. I'm down oh, to watch. Yeah? It. I want to watch um, Unbreakable again too. Oh, I love Unbreakable. is my favorite M Night Shyamalan movie, and I can't wait for. I Glass. don't remember anything yeah. of it. I can't wait for Glass. That's what the next one's going to be called? It's called Glass, yeah. There's and it's Unbreakable. No, that's the second one? It will there's, split. There's no second one. Well, yeah. No, there was... Spoiler alert. Wasn't sorry. there Unbreakable? I know. I was like, I was going to say that, but... There yeah. was Unbreakable. Then there was uh, Shatterproof. And then there was... Uh, no. Dura- Durex. No. He's no, just there's, saying stuff. There's Unbreakable and there's a second uh, one. Rubber no, made. there isn't a second one. So there was... Yeah. So Tupperware. a long time ago, there was, there was a lot of talk that it was going to be a trilogy because... So, like, what... Uh, it's funny because Unbreakable is not, not the movie we're supposed to be talking about, but I'm going to anyways because I love it that much. I love it too. Um, but don't spoil anything because I don't remember anything. Okay, I won't spoil anything. Um, so it, Unbreakable is Next the, week's the movie. premise of <laughs> the premise of um, sort of that film is you know all hero films are told in three parts as a lot of movies are. Um, there's sort of the origin and figuring out who they are. Um, there, there's the villain coming in um, and creating a conflict, and then there's that resolution. Um, Unbreakable, the premise of Unbreakable is it's only the first act. So it's mm. just him figuring out who he is in the film. Yeah. Um, and that's what, that's what it is from the beginning to the very end. Um, and so there was talk for a long time that there were going to be three films, that there was going to be Unbreakable, Breakable, which would be about the villain, Ooh. And then Broken, which would be the resolution. Wait, I thought that was just so, Pat Oswalt's idea. No, that was an idea that came out a long time ago. Oh, okay. A lot of people have said that like right after that movie came out. Um, but but it was there was a lot of talk that he was going to do other movies. Um, yeah. Thank God we got he, Lady in the Water. So spoiler alert, I'm going to talk a little <laughs> bit more about Split. So okay. the, the premise of Split was the original premise of Unbreakable. And so that's the prequel. No, but it's not. But well, not so, prequel, so, but a, so the yeah. conflict. So in, I don't want to say because you don't want to say anything about Unbreakable, but there's a conflict <laughs> in Unbreakable and that was going to be the crux was split. Whoa. Okay. And um, he ended up doing away with that, but he kind of held that idea and then he came back to it with split. And then now we have glass coming out, which I'm really excited, excited for, which is, they've already said it, you know, Samuel Jackson's, back and Bruce Willis is oh, back right. and um, it's actually kind of a, a unique thing because it doesn't happen it used to happen all the time but it doesn't happen anymore 
two studios are making this movie together. Oh, wow. Two competing what? studios. Yeah, because Disney is the studio that owns the rights to Unbreakable. But um, Split, I believe, is Universal. Um, so Universal and Disney are making this movie together. Whoa. Amazing. I think that it's means Universal. we get a ride. Don't quote me on, don't quote me on Universal, like... but I, I think it's Universal. I hope it's not a ton of compromising, though. No, I don't think so. I th- and I think like the indicator is in Split. I don't want to talk about any connections, but what connections there are in Split, I think that was an indicator that they're on good terms with this. I'll tell you what's a good indication. Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think that more... Was Disney having to work together with Sony, right? Yeah, and I think people... Well, and Disney keeping their hands out of it, like letting right. Marvel do their thing and not, like, trying to, you know, uh, finagle anything extra out of it. You yeah. know, they just... They, they let Marvel... I mean, they, they had sort of that split where um, people in Marvel were really upset with... Um, the direction things were going yeah. because of other producers kind of putting their hands in their in their pot uh-huh. and, and trying to mix things up and say like oh no we should do this we should do this and Disney allowed Marvel to completely pull away and be sort of their own entity as far as this Marvel Studios and Radical. letting Kevin Feige Feige I don't know how you say it um, Kevin F Kevin F um, the or- the orchestrator of all of this this Marvel stuff, yeah. um, just letting him just have the reins and do his thing, which is cool. which is really smart on their part. So, Kevin, if you're listening, great job, great job, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so so you, uh, back to trailers. I'm sorry, we, I saw the trailer for on. How to Kill a Sacred Deer or the Killing of a Sacred the Deer. Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's what Colin Firth or Colin, not Colin, Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell and Nicole Kidman. And it's another guy too. Maybe the worst trailer I've ever seen in my life. The movie's supposed oh. to be really good. I want the movie to be great. The I think trailer, it's really weird. The trailer pisses me off. I'm sorry, I'll have to check it out. To no end. I really want to see it. Yeah. I think it could be an excellent trailer without the song. Oh, you hate, so Steve has this thing <laughs> with music and trailers. So can I ask a question? Yes. Is it a uh, a cover? Song in a way, yes. And is it done in a moody, angsty way? Absolutely. Steve hates that. Here's so, like, the thing. so like Lord uh, covering, like everybody wants to rule the world or something. Like Steve is not a fan of that kind of. Okay. This is even worse because this is just a, a little girl voice with like no background music at all, slowly singing what I'm guessing is a maybe maybe six year old. Coldplay song that isn't even one of their like biggest hits. Like of all the big hits Coldplay has had, I'm not even entirely sure this was a Coldplay song. That's how almost unrecognizable it was. All right, and it's just a little girl. What song is it? Singing it like this. I don't want to know. But all I know is a few bars in, I was like, "Isn't that Coldplay?" I mean, at least with the Lord motif. That I can't stand. At least, A, I love Lord. B, at least they're using iconic songs for that. Sure. And this was like, let's take a song that people sort of heard over the last few years and just have a musicless kid sing. Oh, it drove me nuts. It drove me absolutely nuts. I hope the kid's okay, but it drove me nuts. I'm shouting. I understand I'm shouting. I, I have an idea for a horror film. I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast, obviously. We're going to have... That, that feat would feature a song being sung kind of in that style. Marilyn Manson singing Daydream Believer. Yep. I love it. 
I'm into it. Not too far away. I love it. Um, <laughs> any other trailers? Anything else just jump out at you? Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I just watched something. Oh, uh, New Mutants. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. No, I didn't see the trailer. Uh, I'm not I a big it. X-Men guy, so I'm like... I want it more. I Here's the thing. I can't really recount anything that went down in it. Yeah. But are you familiar with the overall... I, I mean, I know that I know who they are and stuff. Yeah. Oh, not even that. The trailer, and I'm not sure if this is real or if the trailer is just throwing us a really good curveball. It looks like it's going to be an insanely scary horror movie, but oh, it's I about it the new mutants of the X Men. I'd be real see, surprised. I thought it needed to be darker. I really? was like, this is too commercial and bright. I'd be real Fair surprised enough. if it was. But you know, after Logan, which I mean, this is probably not like a popular opinion but after logan i love that so now i'm like i need every superhero film in any way to i don't look like that i i i I find that an unpopular i don't know if that's an unpopular opinion but i think that's the reason that dc is in the trouble that they're in i think i think i think wonder woman was a huge departure from that idea of like let's make superman moody and dark and gritty like it doesn't work it just doesn't work for those characters some characters it does like sure, like man. logan especially old man logan is this like like he's given up on life and he's this sort of like he's, his claws have gotten slower yeah I don't need it like moody. I just like that it felt very raw and it felt very um, yeah. But like, I don't want Superman to be that dark. way. I don't want Spider Man to be that Maybe way. Maybe not Superman and Spider Man. Batman, yeah. Yes, but I, I at the same time I want yeah. The birds are going crazy outside. They is do that, that what that is? Yeah. Mm. I thought um, it was somebody. It's, it's October. Like the birds are out dragging shattered glass. I think over my I saw a Tippy Hedren running by out there. Oh sweet! Um, Looking good, Tippy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I. It depends on the the superheroes, but. I, you know, like, you know, you saw they, the Watchmen are perfect for that sure. idea, and that movie was a debacle. You know, I just, I, I think generally speaking, this isn't always true because, like I said, it works really well for Logan. Um, people want to see superheroes be heroes. They want to see them be Boy Scouts yeah. generally, um, and that's why you know a movie like Superman doesn't work, and. You know, Batman can be dark and moody and stuff, but um, I just I don't well, know. you're saying a movie like Man of Steel doesn't work. Man of Steel doesn't. Yeah. Man of Steel doesn't work. I just uh, don't. Like, Superman, Batman doesn't work. The Batman in that, the way they did oh, that, man. is so aggressive and I, I, kind of inappropriate. And I, I, I mean, I've just never seen Look, Batman just have old. such a disdain for life. He's relying like, on guns. I just like that emotionally with Logan. I feel like oh, this character has depth and there's so many superhero movies that, you know, we're going to fly and save the day and we're out. And it's like, oh, that was fun. I had a fun ride. But with Logan, I'm like, oh, I leave and I still have, like, things stick with you. Yeah, Yeah, you still have a thought and a process. And like, oh, I went deeper than, like, 3% into my brain. Sure, sure. No, I, 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 it's nice to see a, um, a thoughtful superhero movie made. Yeah. Um, But then I love, like, (laughs) the old Batman. Yeah. Well, and like, uh, yeah, I mean, I want Avengers to have like heart and I, I want it to, I want it to have, con- that's the, that's the biggest problem is that, that a lot of these movies don't have consequences mm-hmm. or the consequences for their actions don't mean anything. I think that's mm. great. That's a great point. Um, and, I and love so, Avengers though. Well, that's, and that's why I, I really love the new Spider-Man movie, which is like not a, a moody, angsty film. It's like right. very like fun and stuff. It's very like, I guess it's like the breakfast club of superhero movies or, or the John, they say it's the John Hughes of, nice. of superhero movies. Um, but 
the con they they didn't just like oh we just spoiler alert everyone if you haven't seen spider-man homecoming stop don't if you haven't seen spider-man homecoming they they don't you probably don't know how to they use don't the feel compelled to, to kill people in the movie and be like okay we're done with that character let's move on to the next thing now and i think that's like a flaw in a lot of these movies is that like there's no consequence they just like this thing happens. We took care of it. That person's dead. They're never. We're never going to see them ever yeah. again. And it it means there's no weight to any of it. You know, mm. it's just a it's just a one off like forget about one and done. Although I'm hoping, get my fingers crossed, Cross that they're going to undo some of that stuff with the new Avengers movie. We'll All see. All right, Avengers three. Avengers okay. three. Revenge of. Midnight no. Sun. <laughs> Always with the Midnight Sun. I wish you would do another Ant Man. I, really oh, I know love an Ant Man. It's called Ant, Ant Man and Wasp. Oh, okay. They should call it Ant Man's Twelve. I really liked Ant Man. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's supposed to be part of that. So I, I guess, like, I, love, I loved it. I guess there's like the new phase of Marvel movies yeah. is um, the beginning of that is Spider Man Two. Whatever Whoa. they're calling it. Okay. That's the beginning of the next phase. And I think, I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but I kind of think Ant-Man and the Wasp is part of that phase. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, they released that schedule of like movies. I think that Disney's doing and then the Marvel and... I think it's going to get fun again. Yeah. Yeah. Because Captain, Captain Marvel is going to come out. You know what got fun? Remember a completely fun? different route. Um, but I love the new Pirates. I thought that was really fun. It got oh. horrible reviews, I think. But This I is really the only Pirates it. I still haven't seen. It's, I didn't like it, the new one. I, I thought it was really fun. Do we talk Transformers 5 yet? Because that I was Pirates 5, okay. right? I, I saw thought, Transformers I can't 5. I didn't like Pirates 5. That's like the Pirates most 5? I'm going to say. Yeah, the new Pirates, I really enjoyed I it. I thought it was like three different movies I didn't know what it was. But we'll, we'll talk about that. You and I can talk about that some other time. I enjoyed it. We should, we should get back onto the spooky track. Spoo- yes, because we are approaching Halloween. I'm so, you know what? But there's not enough horror movies out. I re- I like religiously try and watch every single one, especially every Halloween. single. You don't think there's horror movie? One. You don't think there's enough horror movies out? No, well, this month. What can I watch? I can watch. It is still in theaters. Yeah, I saw that a second time. I wouldn't but, uh... consider that a horror film, though. Really? Well, I was very entertained. I do, but I was not scared. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about horror but I movies. It. I will watch that again and but again. We've alluded totally to this. We've alluded to this like, I mean, a couple a of times. Movie, yes, but there's there's people that like if it's not like bloody gory or like like a bunch of jump scares or whatever i'm not saying that this is you but mm-hmm. there are people out there that like are like well that's not a horror movie like suspense can be horror movie suspense is horror movie. no i guess i take that it is a horror movie i i meant i want a horror movie that scares me what is that noise now okay with that's that, the dogs getting fed. It's oh our automatic dog. God. Calm With down. That said, Calm it down. is the, freaking me out, bro. Dude. It is the only horror movie that I've seen probably ever that I was like ready to go back and watch again immediately. Yeah, it's such a blast. It's so good. It's fun. I laughed. There's been a lot of horror movies this year. I'm, I'm looking at the I list right now. Well, I mean, like, the month of October. What about The Snowman? Isn't that coming out in October? Oh, yeah. yeah. Snowman's coming out, too. I, I'm so hit or miss because it seems like I'll watch it and it just seems... It's so hard for me to go, ooh, the snowman, really terrifying because it's I think it's not. a suspense thriller. I think it's I think it's like like see I hear people. I saw say, a new trailer that looks suspenseful. We have a we have a mutual friend who likes horror movies that's like that's not trailer. a horror movie. I'm not gonna say who they are, but they're like, you know, like the the witch. The witch. The that's witch. not a horror movie or um, whatever, because it's slow paced and stuff. But it's like 
Well, well, would you say that about Rosemary's Baby? The others, oh, the others was slow paced, but I thought that was pretty. Yeah. Well, that was probably more. I still haven't watched. No, it's a Witch. horror movie. Absolutely a horror you movie. You know what? There's a movie that's um, out. It was literally two days, and I missed it. But it was a Christmas movie, and it was. Oh, I wish a I knew Christmas the name. horror movie. A Christmas horror movie, and Red my Christmas saw it and said it was really good. No, it just came out. Red Christmas? No, not Red Christmas. Oh, it's like um, when they come, or I think it's um, when they. Um, um, it comes at night. No, no uh, it's got it's the title is like a lyric. Yeah, uh, Zach Khan has something to do with it, and it's like two kids are in their house, and yeah, better not shout or something like I that. I think it's something better like watch that. out. Yeah. I heard it was pretty good. I don't know. I don't yeah, know uh, better watch out. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's probably on like VOD or something. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it just screened at the Egyptian a couple weeks ago, and I could not get to it that day. It was. And I was very sad. They had it in Burbank, but it was there for two days. And I was going to go one of the days. I mean, it's and... tough when you're one of those little movies. Oh, starring yeah. Ed Oxenbold from The Visit. M. Night Shyamalan's oh, The yeah, Visit. I really like The Visit. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I'm burned out a little bit on the um, found footage thing, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, wait. <laughs> I was thinking The Village, not The Visit. Oh, I like The Village, too. The village, village is like, people hate that movie. But I, I actually kind of I kind of like it, too. I loved it. I, I'll admit that like uh, the M-, M. Night Shyamalan's part, his acting part in that, mm-hmm. is n- not my favorite part of the movie. But um, I don't even remember his but acting part. I really liked part. it. Yeah, I won't, I won't go. I, I, we don't have to get all spoilery. But there's been a lot of horror movies this year. Um yeah, but I mean, like, where's my October horror movies? What are horror movies that are in theaters October? Did you see Mother? I haven't seen that. I still have not seen yes. Mother. Did you like it? Um, or were you like, meh? Uh, Arnofsky's so polarizing, right? It's just, you know what makes me Arnofsky, mad? Right? Is that yeah. he, well, I was told this, so maybe he didn't do this, but he said there's no metaphors in the movie. Good bull. And Shit. then, in, in another interview, he goes, it's about uh, Mother Nature. And then Jennifer Lawrence speaks about how, like, she thinks you need to know the metaphors going in, and that's 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 people that want you to be confused going yeah. in. That's that's a that's a calculated plan right there. And then when I watched the film, here is my my one sentence opinion. Now, I of haven't Mother. seen it, so don't spoil it for so me. So my one sentence opinion of Mother would be: Oh, it was a great location for a good horror film. Mm-hmm. And that's my that's really my only opinion. I wish they had made a. Another movie that was a horror film at that location. <laughs> okay, all right. Great um, location. It's interesting because like he's his stuff is so like kind of polarizing and like it, it really does tend to be either you just don't dig the movie well, or I you knew love what the it. Metaphors were I just kind of you were like nah. I mean I don't want to spoil anything, but I think my uh, yeah I don't want to spoil anything, so I can't really go into it. But watch the movie and then we can talk. Okay. Um, Mother. It's not high on my list because just because, like it was same, same with like Black Swan. Like Black Swan's so good, but it just was not high on my list. It's just it's it's um for me his movies are a little as great as they are. I acknowledge that they're great films. They're a chore for me to get through. I thought the acting was great. I was really I was really dived in and I was following and I was intrigued and yeah. I let go of it being a horror movie pretty early on, even though they they want to say that it's horrific. Um, but then as it went, there's, there's a part in the movie where we just completely jump in the car and we drive to another continent and it's just two different movies. Not literally, just like, it just, there's, did you see it? No. And I just feel like, I'm afraid to, I get, I get where they were going, but they just went so quick and it was just, 
And you're an aficionado. You're a horror aficionado. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't call that a horror film. And I know people that would probably watch it would go, really, that you don't call that a horror film? I think. Do you not feel like the character was um, going through something horrific in the film? Yeah. I, I, mean, would, that, I mean, that's the definition, right? I mean, like, I, guess, I guess it's a horror film. It's not a horror film for me. Okay. If that... It's not what I would like. For me, The Strangers is a horror film, and Ooh. I feel unsettled, and I feel. But, the, but see, like, there's like, there's like, there's, there's, the problem is horror again, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit on the podcast, but now we haven't gone into great detail. There's a lot of. This is our third Halloween. I bet we have. Well, there's a mm. lot of um, subgenres. So like horror, comedy, Body drama. Yeah. Those are not genres. I, I guess I don't I don't want to say what is they're, and what they're isn't too broad because because there's slasher is its own yeah. thing monster movies that, are its own thing yeah um, and things that don't scare me might be terrifying for other people torture De- porn demon movies yeah. ghost films supernatural ghost films are different than yeah supernatural scary yeah, supernatural is almost too too broad like go a ghost film is very different from a poltergeist film yeah. you know what I mean so like there. I feel like horror is like, and I, because I haven't seen Mother, I can't really like say this is the kind of horror I think this is. Um, it's. Um... I have a question for Devin. Well, we have him here. We have him on mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's like your absolute favorite go-to horror movie that when you're like, I want to watch something scary that I know I'm going to like, what do you go with? So I really don't rewatch horror films. Oh. Um, because... If if I know the what's happening and it doesn't really have the same thing, I like in the moment I can be horrified. But I would say what's really unsettling and the most unsettling film I've ever seen um, was The Strangers. Wow, so yeah. that's probably like if someone hasn't seen it, I'm like let's put it on. But it doesn't. I'm not, I don't really dig it. They never have the same appeal the second time because I've, I've already went through it and the emotion isn't like fresh and new in the first time yeah. but for The Strangers I remember watching that and my heart was beating so much that I felt it in my head and I started getting a headache in the film and I've never had that wow but I think yeah and I used to live in Alabama and we because houses are really cheap there we had this just fortress of a home yeah and I, I remember when I first moved in, I would start, I would get lost sometimes in it, you know, like the first few days, sure. just trying to find things. After like a week, you you know where things are in yeah. your home, but because there was there was a great deal of space and it was huge, and I'd be upstairs in my room, and which you'd have to go down and down the stairs and through two living rooms, and it it was just a very big home. Mm-hmm. And being alone sometimes, my oh, yeah. family would go out. It was horrifying to me. And then when we lived in Washington State. And we had a home not as big, but it was, that was when I was younger, I think when I was like 12 or 13. So it was this empty home. So I had these places where I could go in my head to being there. And especially in Alabama where you can be miles between homes. Yeah. And the, the fact of someone coming in and doing exactly what they did in The Strangers sure. could have happened in two seconds. Wow. And the final thing, also in Alabama when we lived there, I lived on the street that Ted Bundy apparently murdered people on. Oh, dang. Yeah. I thought he was all Florida. Or, I guess, I guess well, Florida it was Graceville, Alabama, Florida, but it was like a mile from Alabama, and I oh went to school God. in Alabama. So that I moved around sure. a lot. But um, So right across was a forest, and I guess they had like cult practices in there. Yeah. I don't know if that was true or not. I was young, and I'm sure kids were rumoring. But the police did at one point ask us to... When we first moved in, and my dad was friends with one of the cops, he said, you know, make sure you don't go in the woods. There's people that just, you know, who knows what's going on in there. 
Sure. So long story short, I think just having those experiences as a child, watching the movie, I was like, this could have happened to me. Oh, that's <laughs> oh my gosh. I well, could be killed so and, easily. And I don't really dig that movie that much, but I do recognize that like something they do really, really well is um, create that sense of isolation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what you're talking that's about. That's my number. And Jeepers Creepers, I feel like, did it really oh, good, too. Oh, I love Jeepers yeah. Creepers. But forget I that guy. I, I know. Guy. I know. It's a... Trailer for Jeepers Creepers 3 is available, and that's exciting. I know. Um, but then except that the, the guy's an a-hole. Yeah, the, he... the creeper or the director? The director. Yeah, the director. But did he? Did he have any? I don't think he has any part in two or three. Yeah, absolutely, he no, does. Oh, gross. He put, he put this whole thing in there about like, like justifying why it's okay to be a pedophile. Oh, I read pedophile. about that. I'm like, oh. I was so excited to watch three, and then I read the article where he's trying to like. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And but... he put it in the movie. But he put a thing in there where he's trying to justify, like, oh, why it's yeah. okay to prey on children. <laughs> How is in he which even, movie? How three. Is he still in part out, of three, gross. Is he not in jail or something? He was in jail. He wrote the movie while he was in jail. Okay, I don't. Oh man, then yeah, then we need to uh, <laughs> then we need <laughs> to go ahead and boycott. Um, I didn't know he was still involved okay. at all. Well, even with that said, I, w- I will say Jeepers Creepers gave me that same feeling because, or you know, let's talk about the strangers. The strangers, the strangers, sure. Uh, to not give more, whatever to that. Well, no, I mean, I I agree, but th- I think the problem for me is that it. It's touched on to like, like I think it's an interesting idea, but like between that and funny, th- funny games and the purge, it just all feels mm. like a little like. But I, I, I feel like the purge is so different from the strangers because the strangers and the way they do it, it's great acting. Well, too, the purge is like a like. What if we took the strangers? That's what I feel like. The purge is terrifying, but I think it, that terrifies me for like political reasons. But sure. Um, but with the stranger, I think the thing I liked about the strangers too is his musical elements used. Oh, so okay. when you walk into a room and you you have to see them and you're you're not alerted that they're there. So you find them or you don't, or eventually they come in the screen where you see them more. But yeah, my heart jumps because I I notice someone's in the room. We should watch it. We should watch it together. Yeah, I I don't know. If, I'm not gonna have the same effect because I know, I I know it's coming in a way. But no, I no, 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 no. But memories, I mean, but I mean, so. I feel like maybe like hearing you talk about it, maybe I should like give it another shot. Oh, I'm and... in this room actually that you have, Wes. I don't know if he's told you guys about his uh, theater room, but it's. Uh, I think that would haunted that would give me a heart attack. I would love to watch a horror I, I, movie I've never seen I've, in there. I forced Steve uh, and Desi to watch um, Sinister. Oh, yeah. I up can't. in that up in that mo- up oh. in that room. Um, that's unsettling because yeah. <laughs> that's just so dark and there's no so light. dark. There's they never no turn escape. a light on in that movie. Yeah, yeah. there's Ethan Hawke. Turn uh, your lights on, buddy. Well, yeah, we that's had, a dark. You know what else is? We had, a good convers- we had a good conversation about like why that that movie's so dark because Steve didn't like it. It, it. it it like actually, I feel like it took you out of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, but I like it was just unreasonably dark. I, I like that he never turned the light on in the film. Yeah. And it also, to me, was just dark in terms of content. Like, there was no relief in terms of, like, I I don't feel any, like, and I guess Strangers, you don't feel lighter, but, like, maybe, and I'm referencing that a lot since it's my favorite, but there's moments that you breathe. And in Sinister, there really didn't feel like anywhere for you to come up. I just felt like this dark haze. The other movie... Well, let me, can you just real quick address that? Like, I think I love that because... Yeah, it's the same feeling I get when I watch true crime like documentaries. Like when I watch like um, uh, like when I watched yeah. the Jinx or when I watch uh, I'm watching the Keepers right now on Netflix. Ooh, okay. I don't want to get too into it, but it's like you know about the 
the abuse of young women in the 60s mm-hmm. in, a, in a, a Catholic high school, but also the, the murder that's connected to that of a nun and possibly another, I haven't gotten all the way through, um, another young woman. And uh, that's the stuff that freaks me out. The yeah. truth. Like ghosts and all that, because I have no experience, don't really, I'm not to say if it is or it isn't, but I have no experience. So I can't like, my fear of it is non-existent, but like murders and serial killers, not that I don't have it, but I know that that's something real and I see on TV. So that I'm like, could happen to me any day. Also, Annabelle has a very unsettling the new one. No, the new the one. New, I've heard the new one's very not good. Not the old one. I've, I've, not the old It one. might be very good. I I've can't also heard stand the, that I've, doll. I've also heard the, the Ouija prequel, which I haven't seen. I was very really good. liked it, but the Annabelle, the new movie, I was Creation. like, I guess I'll see this because, you know, it's, it looks pretty good, but the first one was I was not a fan. But the, this one is so unsettling yeah. and just so like. It's I mean another... that doll is a is a nightmare itself, man. Yeah, just the just the use of that oh. thing in the Conjuring Part One. I was like, I don't need to see anything else with uh, this doll it ever is again. Good, it is unsettling. No, thank the, you. The problem, you know, the only problem I have with the Annabelle movies is that the real Annabelle doesn't look anything like. Yeah, that. yeah, the real yeah. Annabelle. Have you seen the real Annabelle? Annabelle? It's a Raggedy Ann doll. A big photo. Raggedy Ann. I've forgotten it because yeah. my memory doesn't work. But yeah, Raggedy Ann. Like, yeah. you know, kind of another boring. movie. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Have you? I think the movies would have been better if they had stuck with that. Because this doll is just too much of a nightmare. Like, it just looks like a hunk of shit demon. And it's like, "Ah, who would keep a doll like that? The movie is, it's good. To tie back into your, if it's a horror film. Yes. Have you guys seen 8mm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, I don't think is classified. That's probably like an action. No, action. I I, I would probably put that in horror. I mean, it's. I mean, I would. It's about snuff films. It's about snuff films. I mean. Yeah. Well, that, I think it was more like. um, I I don't know if you get more horrific than. I don't know, not drama, but well, when I watched it, I watched it with my brother. I think it was like 16. He was like 14. Probably should have never done that. But It is that, a cop movie too. So. And yeah. it had, that's another dark haze. Like there's, you, I just felt gross watching that. Speaking of gross. Mm-hmm. Which great, boy great camp. that they could do that. So yeah, we should, we should, we should, <laughs> we should tackle these two movies real quick. Um, I got I to gotta bring something up real fast. Yeah. Because this also happened in Friday the 13th part one. Mm-hmm. They kill a live snake on film. And yeah. in this return to sleepaway camp, they definitely killed some living frogs, and they even had a skinned living frog in that one. They shot. may have, they may have moved that frog. They may I have, don't know, man. That thing so was very I don't real know. and alive and skinned, and it's I don't know deeply it, upsetting. I don't know if it was alive. I don't know even if it was real, but it looked real. Um, it had to be real. You can. There are definitely like you go to Louisiana, you can go pull over on the side of the road and buy frogs. Sure. So, but that's not an excuse to skin a living one. I, mean, I don't think it was alive. For, it I, looked very alive. I would be. I'm. I'm suspect. That. I saw its leg move, and I'm pretty sure I saw it blink. I don't think so. And that's deeply disturbing. Uh, see, I was just like, oh, they would never really do this. And look, now as long as they, my as head. long as they then took it and <laughs> and cooked it and ate it, I'm okay with it. But it really looked like they skinned a living frog for that scene, and that was upsetting. Oh, you, you meaning the eye moved because he was skinned alive and still alive. I'm pretty sure I saw him blink, Jeez. and you definitely see his back leg extend. All right, well, now I'm boycotting. And that. I don't think that movie had I don't think it, I don't think the effects did. budget to, <laughs> to uh, uh, edit out a fishing string pulling its leg to make it extend. What do you think their budget was? 
Uh, if it was more than $10, I'd be amazed. Uh, it was probably real low. I bet it was probably, I mean, it probably was around or un- just under 100000 as my guess. Yeah. I'm going to think like fifty, Because 50000 then is going to be probably like, I'm not going to. I mean, you got to pay Vincent Pastore. You got to pay Pastore. Yeah. You got to pay, pay the guy who played Mickey. Hopefully everybody got paid. I, Isaac Hayes probably, Pro- oh, probably sure was 20, 20K. Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't in it that long. He, that, that was probably a one-day shoot for him. Probably. You think twenty k for that? Well, I can tell you that like I mean, they a lot of guests, scale on everybody. A, a lot of guest stars on TV get on TV get twenty five k. Yeah, but you don't think they would have done scale for the film? No, but I mean, if he's Isaac Hayes, like yeah, he's not going to say yes to this really bad horror movie well, I can look after as you. successful as he's already been without a really good paycheck. Yeah. I mean, the guy wrote the theme from Shaft. He had all those years on South Park. He's probably not hurting for money in 2008. Yeah. Um, My dad went on live. Should we dive into Sleepaway Camp Part 1? Yeah, let's do that. The sleepiest of camps? Yeah. What, can, you, can you take the, the run here? I'm, I'm feeling a little woozy right now. That's okay. I want you to relax, and I'm going to take the run at this. First of all, first and foremost, we should point out, there is a legendary episode of how did this get made? Where they completely dissect Sleepaway Camp Part 1. They still get the backstory wrong, but we won't go into that. If you've heard that episode, you've enjoyed it. If you haven't, I would say listen to it, because they go over every second of that movie. I've got an estimate from IMDb, by the way, on, yeah. re- on Return to Sleepaway Camp. It cannot be right. What's it say? $4 million. Mm. $4 mil- Maybe. Oh, that but, can't you know, be right. If you think like That's location, insane. lighting, equipment, editing, color. Like- there was not a lot of equipment and lighting in that movie. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Yeah. And also, I mean, they probably like got that location. The location you know, had, I mean. The- just after the summer ended and all that sort of thing. All right, here. You take away for a Ding second. Bonked. All right. <laughs> We're going into Sleepaway Camp Part 1. Are you ready for this, Devin? I'm ready. So the movie opens with shots of the summer camp in the fall, am I right? And then there's a sign that says Camp Arawak for sale. (laughs) But then dissolve to what is clearly a summertime shop of the camp. And every good summer camp has a lake. And it's a beautiful summer day. A dad and his two kids are out on a little sailboat. There are some uh, skiers on a boat going around. I'm not going to get into the confusingness of that because <laughs> it's legendary. And if you've, if you've seen Sleepaway Camp, you already know the scene. The ski boat hits the sailboat. The dad gets killed. One of the kids gets killed. It's terrible. Eight years later is on the screen. And we see a mom sending her two kids, Angela and Ricky, off to camp for the summer. A mom with a personality disorder, possibly. I like would a say split personality. I would say based on the later revelations in the movie, you are a hundred percent correct. <laughs> um, she's sending the kids off to camp. She's in a great mood. She knows the kids are going to have a good summer. Cousin Ricky is a foul-mouthed, you know, New Yorker spitfire of a young man, and Angela, his lovely cousin, is completely quiet and just likes to stare at people when they talk to her. As the movie unfolds, she opens up a little bit and uh, starts talking a little bit to a few people. But boy, oh boy, things start going wrong and things start going wrong quick. Because is it the third day of camp? The camp cook tries to molest. Yeah, I want to address. I want to address day one. 
day one of camp when they pull up and the <laughs> the cook is like, ah, uh, yeah, a lot of fresh. What does he say? Fresh Ooh. chicken. He lot just of, went into this. He does. He says fresh chicken. And then like, he goes, "We used to call them baldies." And then the, the, it seemed like the other counselors were all laughing, and I literally thought, "Oh, this is just a camp of molesters." And well, it was all the cooks and, and kitchen people. Yeah, but then they kind of like that. I guess that storyline died. Well, I mean, well, the, 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 the guy, chef got a pot of boiling water poured yeah. on after he tries to accost poor Angela in the yeah. walk-in. Well, so he got what he deserved. Yeah. Um, they don't exactly show if he dies or not. They just cart him away screaming and boiling. Yeah. yeah. I kind of wanted a death. I kind of want him to suffer for a few days. We'll suffer and then die. Yeah. All right. People keep getting murdered. I think maybe the canoe murder is probably Yeah, let's my talk favorite. about the murders. Let's, let's focus on the murders. There's in this. so many of them. Um, well, there's the chef. Who is next? The I canoe, think next right? was the canoe one. Oh, yeah. the canoe, yeah, the canoe, the chef. But I love the idea hey, that, that Barbarino. I love the idea that that idiot kid tips the canoe. The girl gets mad at him, and she swims away. He watches her swim away, and then he goes under the canoe and starts right. calling. For well, she's still in the water, and it, and the idea I think is like, oh, the I'm being spooky because the voice is coming from. Nowhere because uh, maybe you can't that's see what I water. thought for I, a second, but I don't think she'd be able to hear him from, from her swimming vantage yeah. point. That's but it's really, funny as hell. Really polite. Yeah. Uh, what else? You got Ricky and his foul mouth. The kid was a genius with the swears. There's literally <laughs> one point where he says, "I'm gonna freaking kill you, you fucks." And it's like, why'd he bother to say freaking? He'd already said the F word a hundred times. Right. And then he switches it up this one time and then brings it right back to Fox. And that cracked me up. Is it the point if I wondered if he improved it? I don't know. I don't know. I think if I were a... Because it was so a, rapid fire, too. He, he, he was an artist, you know. He was like the dad <laughs> in a Christmas story, as, as Ralphie says. Uh, the old man... Some artists work in clays and oils, and my old man worked in profanity. Um... Um, the canoe murder. Yeah. Oh. Then you were about to say something. I was just going to talk about some of the campers, but... Let's hear it. Well, do you know who um, was originally cast to play Judy, our favorite um, camper? No. Renee Zellweger. Jane Krakowski. Jane Krakowski? Was originally cast as Judy. Now, my guess is she probably booked a, a National Lampoon's Vacation instead. I just want to know she what... she was in that. I want to know what the director told Judy. Like... Here's your, like, backstory of why you just hate this girl. <laughs> like, what was her reasoning? I don't know if there was a lot of reasoning for a lot of, yeah. a lot of stuff in that movie. And yet then there's very clearly, well, not quite clearly, but certainly very well thought out reasoning for the murders. Um, and then the ultimate reason behind it all is still a little bit muddy for some, but I think, I think we cracked the code. If you're listening, you should have watched Sleepaway Camp. If you have questions, please tweet at VTRT Movies, and we'll try to re-answer them for you since, you know, uh, you, we can't read your minds from this recording session right here. Um, so much disturbing stuff in that movie. What's the next murder after the canoe? Is it uh, the no. bees? No. No. There's one before the bees. There's 12, mur- there's 12, bo- 12 dead bodies. 12? Well, they count the, the chef, I think, as well. What about the three sleeping bags? Do they count in the that's way, Yeah, that's way later, though. Oh, that's so messed up. Um, who's the next murder? The chef? 
the canoe. Oh, well, I guess there's two two people killed at the very beginning of the movie. That's very true. The father and the child. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, the shaft, the canoe. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to remember. It's hard to keep them all straight. I think it's the bees. It may be the bees. Because I remember when I the bees like... happened, I was like, "Damn!" Now this guy has to try to explain two camper deaths, not just Wait, you know the it cook, but Meg. Mm, no, she's a little no, later too. She's she that last night. Later, yeah, because she's getting ready for her. Was there another awful one date? where they were like thought they could cover it up? I feel like. Yeah, I feel like there was one more before the bees. But there the must not have been if none of us can remember it. It's that memorable. All right, so let's go with the bees. I think it was the bees. It's tough because I keep thinking about the return to sleepaway camp. Yeah, I'm about. getting them all. I'm next sorry. Day. Um, that movie. Oh boy. All right, so the bees. Okay. The yeah. bees, not the bees. Not the bees. So uh, one of the one of the a hole. Uh, yeah, campers. Billy. I think. Uh, I think it was Billy. It was, uh, I think he was a blonde kid. Yeah, he threw, he was among the uh, water balloon kids who were having a water balloon fight on a roof. And he was in the, I think he was one of the the softball guy. He was, yeah, he was the pitcher for the opposite team in the softball game. So he goes and throws a water balloon right at Angela as she's walking by innocently. And then sure enough, later that day, he's taking a (laughs) dump and somebody cuts open the screen window behind him. Sticks a a whole beehive into the window and shakes it, and he gets stung to death, mm-hmm. horrifically stung to death, by a hive full of bees. And, that was uh, pretty grotesque. It was really gross. Like there were literally when it was panning across, you know, his dead body. There was literally a shot of a bee like crawling out of yeah. a sting hole in his arm. Yeah. It was so gross. Oh, sick. My favorite Bull. line I think in the movie might have been when uh, I guess like the old camp counselor. Tells yeah. Angela that she's got to go change because she could get pneumonia because yeah. she's been hit with one balloon. She got hit with and she one fought, water like, balloon. They're all on the roof. The kids are playing with water balloons on the roof, first of all, where they could easily slide off and die. But they throw one at Angela. She gets hit, and it's like she's been shot with a gun. Yeah. Everybody runs out. It's this huge dramatic scene, and then she could, you know, get pneumonia. So she's just. At summer camp. She's <laughs> like bubble girl. Yeah, pneumonia in the middle of the day at summer camp. Oh, uh, God. It's, so it's the bees funny. was next. That was okay. It was. Sweet. Yes. Okay. And then next was Meg. Meg. Okay. Now Meg I was, that was close. the jerk uh, counselor who has the hots for the old old seventy <laughs> something year old. Yeah, she was uh, Mel, camp the, owner, the Mel. camp owner and director, and I'm, and, and I'm still not sure he didn't write the film. You know, if he did, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, no, I think if he had written it, I think he and Meg probably would have had a really gross scene together, <laughs> rather than her just being like. Aren't you going to take me to that dinner you promised well, me? And him being like, oh, good maybe idea. He, maybe he wouldn't want to have it on film. He'd want to, like, you know, say behind the scenes, like, ah, oh, don't you want to come over and practice these scenes that we got to work on? Okay, I don't know. That's you could be right. Meg, <laughs> played by the gorgeous Catherine Cammy, who's still working today. So she got, she's in the shower, and a knife comes through as she's, like, leaning up against the wall. And not through, like, the shower. Like curtain, no. but through like the actual wall, the wall yeah. of the shower. The strength of the killer is just yeah, crazy. almost like a, a bathroom stall door. Almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like it's disturbing. No way a knife would go through that, but you know it did. I mean, I, I, although thinking about like those like super cheap old like camp showers, 
But even then, if it hits like you, plastic. you could pull away. Wait a no minute, yeah. guys. The knife is not going to come out and go back in. Sure. There was also a sleepaway camp for yeah. the Survivor in is 2012. That, it's, it's an unofficial one, I think. Oh. I think it's um, because... It's got they, Felissa in it. They released... Um, and Meg. They released... May? And Ricky. Yeah, see, they released uh, a box set that with a survival kit. Yeah. And it had, like, unofficial stuff in it, and they oh. ended up having to have them pulled. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's funny. Wow. Yeah, well, there were unofficial sequels. As much as I hated uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp, it was still fun, and I now want to watch Sleepaway Camp for The Survivor. Um, yeah. All right, so that's Meg. Then, Meg. then are the kids, I believe. Out in the woods. The, the little kids. Okay. So there are four that are murdered. Which I'm like, I don't remember them being in the movie. Like there were They like, showed one little kid once in a scene, like running out. I was like, look at that little tiny kid. Yeah, and now we've got like a whole group, but. Yeah. There were six, six small children. Two yeah, asked to go back to the car. So four are murdered with an oh, axe. It was three. Gross. It was it, it's hard to tell. I think it's just like a jumble of, but it's yeah. six went out there. Okay. Um, and only two go back to the car. That was like the non-grotesque because it just looked like someone ripped apart a bed. I didn't see like yeah, yeah I mean, you like pretty much just blood see blood and, and cotton feathers, yeah, and, yeah, and shredded up sleeping bags. Who killed the chicken out here? Yeah. Uh, and then we have, uh, then we have Judy. Judy. Ah. Judy. 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 Judy was great with the curling iron oh, up the hoo-ha. No, no, dude. I, I meant Judy, not her death. Was great. I mean, it was. Yeah, but I mean, just Judy. She's so very yeah. There's something very New Jersey about her. (laughs) The whole movie, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But she is especially like like I'm like I I, when watching the movie, I can't help but think of like, did this girl grow up and and star in Clerks? (laughs) Like, does she know Kevin Smith? Because it feels like she's uh, Veronica or something in Clerks. And just mad for no reason. Just mad at everybody. Mad at the world. Well, you know, Uh, she's she's a queen bee. You know. The movie yeah, starts yeah. with with Ricky's buddy being like, "You should see Judy this year, man." <laughs> and it's like, okay, so clearly Judy is like, you know, the the there's, the hottest girl at camp. You could assume. There's a lot of thoughts now that I think. Okay, so they've talked about like this. I mean, I guess it's n- normal for these kind of movies, but I'm like, okay, so you talked about Judy's boobs, and then you made the chef a molester, and then like, there's like some questionable content in this this script. Sure. Like, well, and it's all about, it's, I mean, it's not all about this, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff about um, sort of like adolescence and like become, like going through puberty mm-hmm. and sort of like the the change between being a child and being an adult. And the, the I actually think this movie's ahead of its time. I, I, I think had this movie been made, you know, 20 years later, I think it, one would have been made better. And I think it would be a little bit more relevant. Um I would the watch. Was that? I was. I was going to say I would watch the Universal twenty nineteen eighteen remake. Yeah. Um, Sleepaway Camp. You know the fact that the the two there's it's two dads, and um, obviously there's somebody like confused with their gender identity, and um, this sort of like this view when you see the the kids from the kids' perspective it's very much them trying to be adults, them trying to like find the girlfriend and try to kiss and try to skinny dip. And it's them all just trying to grow up. 
But okay. when you see it from the adult's perspective, yeah. it's creepy because they see it. It's like it's almost like they live with the kids, so they have the same mentality. Yeah, not that it justifies it. It's still no. freaking gross. Um, but it's it. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's kind of an interesting um, thing that they maybe unintentionally explored. I don't yeah. know. It almost makes me think if John Waters was in college and made a horror film. Interesting. I think it would have been more fun. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if he was trying to really go for a horror film. Yeah, I like John Waters a lot. I would love to see John Waters remake this film now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. John Waters. That would be great. But see, now, now, like, uh, and we'll get to the ending here in a minute, but I, I think now the ending, I don't think that's an appropriate ending now. Um, I think for the time period. It's and crazy it, and how it, it was place, okay then, and now it would be, you would think now it would be more appropriate, but. I think it would be insensitive now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. And I'm not sure if. If the timing is really the reason, um, I, I well, okay. Here's how you could make it now: is it would still have to be a period thing. It would still have to take place in the '80s or or prior to that. Yeah. Um, it couldn't take place in modern day. It could be made in modern day. Yeah. But it couldn't take place in modern day because then it would be insensitive. Yeah. Well, it's also if you're if you remake it and you give it a more realistic take, like that, it. it there's no way that's there's nothing realistic about that film. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I would worry that like, well, let's get to the end and we'll, we'll talk. Um, so after Judy, what happens after Judy? Isn't that when basically everybody's like, okay, like, there's definitely a killer here. You know, uh, Mel found Meg's dead body, and he's convinced that Ricky killed her. Oh, so he beats yeah. up Ricky, and then he beats, beats up the Ricky. hell out of Ricky. Yeah, and f- frankly, Ricky, you're a spry New Jersey kid. You should have been able to get away from Mel. He's an old, yeah. gross man. And after Mel but did I his monologue, it. which was another reason, I was like, I know Mel wrote this script. I know he did because he gave himself a little monologue. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very poorly acted monologue. Not you, Meg. Not Meg. Uh, so and then do they find... They kill Mel. And then do they get to the beach? Oh, yeah, that's right. Mel gets it on the old archery range. I'm pulling up the... Uh, oh, that's right. Every good camp scene needs a good archery range murder. He was very shocked. Not you. Not you. Not... Oh. I thought the jump cut was really good. I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't even see it going. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was seamless. Uh, I mean, you know, I need glasses, but it was seamless. So Mel <laughs> didn't write it. Okay. Nor direct it. But Mel secretly, um, you notice he has a cigar throughout yeah. the whole film? He was... Um, Which is great. <laughs> he was dying. He was dying from lung cancer. Oh, and he man. kept it a secret from... The uh, from the cast. Oh, wow. during the filming. Okay, well, now Sad. I feel bad. About Don't you feel like a great. jerk? No, because no, it's a, and so then, Phil Mill really wrote it though. He's just lying about sure. it. Sure. When he ran runs up in the beginning scene with that cigar in his mouth, <laughs> I'm just dying. There's so much to love about the yeah. movie. So we haven't even talked about things. Ronnie yet. Ronnie, Ronnie is guns. The, Ronnie is amazing. See, it's funny because. I've never watched it this close to as large a screen as we've oh, yeah. watched it on today. And like, I've never seen it in the theater or anything. Um, so there were definitely, definitely things that I noticed that I wouldn't have noticed otherwise, or I've never noticed before. Like, yeah. like the really small child running out with all the other people who are much bigger than them. There's like a little girl out running during one of the scenes. Oh, no. I think it might be in the um, color war scene okay. when they're playing capture the flag. There is yeah. like, so everybody's like, 13, 14. Yeah. And then there's like 
a seven-year-old out there. What the <laughs> it was really weird in overalls. I was That's like, okay. Funny. And then you pointed out um, when uh, Mel is sort of interrogating Ricky at the waterfront, and in the background of at the water, they're about to throw Angela in the water. Right. But in the background of the field, yeah. You, what did you see? Uh, Ronnie is just standing out there. Away from everything, but he's got two big dumbbells in his hands, and he's just working out with these two dumbbells out in the middle of a of a big field. Yeah. I guess he's kind of near the handball wall. There's some, but uh, it's not like there's you know, there's no reason to be working out that far away from everything. Uh, we're we're gonna do we're gonna do a little snack here. We don't normally eat while on mic, but <laughs> I'm I'm feeling woozy, so I just need a little. Should I take us to the beach? Take mm-hmm. us to the beach, sir. All right. So, uh, what's the guy's name? Chris, the guy that Angela is pretty much the only person yeah. Angela talks to. Chris, I think. So he catches Angela coming out of the fun room in the at night, and he's like, "Hey, Angela, I'd really like to blah blah blah." And she's like, "You know what? Yeah. Meet me on the beach at this time." And then a few other murders happen. That's when Meg happens. That's when Judy happens. This and that. And then Paul. Uh, his name's Paul. Paul, the actor's name is Chris, right? I don't know. Star of a uh, Prayer of the Roller Boys. Um, so he goes to the beach, and I I think this is the scene that gave us uh, the moment in America's uh, Wet Hot American Summer when David Hyde Pierce says, "Can you meet me on the picnic table in ten seconds?" And then Janine Garofalo waits ten seconds, and then it pans over to the picnic table, and all the kids are there with all the science stuff because this is Paul, and he paces to the left of the screen. And then he paces to the right. It's actually a really great reveal, I think. And then he paces to the left. And then he paces to the right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's overdone. And but... then the left again, and Angela's standing there waiting for him. Just, I mean, that's not, a, that's not an unheard of um, It's not unheard of at all. Horror film. But something about like that How moment many times? there makes me think that that's where the oh, Wet Hot American Summer moment came from. Maybe. <laughs> he, does, he does pace back and forth. Yeah, and they're much. on the waterfront, too. And there's probably a picnic. Too. I don't know. There's another scene where Paul comes up and... and and scares Angela. She's out looking for him behind yeah. some building, and just I watching. They it's a long time because it's like um, perv cam, like in the bushes. Perv cam, and it like <laughs> it, uh, that's a great way to put it. And then it like comes out, and then you see the hand reach out and grab her arm, right. and then she turns around all scared. And which is seen... actually a really famous shot from the trailer. If anybody's oh, nice. watched the trailer, um, but uh, she's that whole time is looking the opposite direction into yeah. the dark. And she's doing that classic, like, bad kid acting where it's like, you know, she might as well have her hand on, on top of her forehead, like, <laughs> shading yeah. her eyes so she can see. It's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Or but, you know, it's part of it. Um, well, there are a few other scenes in the movie where all we're seeing of the killer is their hands. Yes. And I have a feeling those hands were played by a few different people. No. You know, no? you know who played the hands? Well, let's get to the end of the movie. They look explain. like the brother's hands. It's the brother's hands. So it was Ricky's hands? It's Ricky's hands. I was like, oh, I'm okay. pretty sure that's Ricky's yeah. hands. I thought they were slightly different each time. Nope, okay. They're Ricky's hands. They look like boys' hands. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess, you know, works in the end. But. So, so Paul, Paul goes to meet her. Goes to meet her. Uh, then we cut away. Eventually, Other Ronnie happen. and Susie, I think. Definitely Ronnie, probably Susie. Meg's, Meg's other counselor from her cabin, I believe. Yeah, the uh, nice one. Yeah, they show up at the beach, and Angela's like sitting on the ground naked. Well, stroking, stroking uh, Paul's head. Paul's hair. 
Yeah. And humming a nice tune. Not as nice as Meg's... Meg's shower song shower is... Shower humming. I want that yeah. as a ringtone. If somebody could make that as a ringtone for me, oh, that's I will gotta, use that as a ringtone or a text tone. Either that's got to exist, right? I don't know. That's legendary. That's doable to find. Yeah. It's got to be doable. Or to create. Dwayne, I'm looking at you. Dwayne, go for it. So... They see her and they're like, oh my God, is that Angela? What's happening? And then she stands up with this big sort of silent scream look on her face. And does she's she She's making noise. She does make a noise. She's, she is screaming? She's like, ah. Oh yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. Does she have Paul's head in her hand when she stands up? I believe so. Does she have the axe in her other a hand? A knife, I believe. A knife, even though she stole knife. an axe earlier. But what else is there that's quite a surprise? Dong, da dong, dong, dong. Whoa. I audibly gasped because that shocked the hell. I heard you. Yeah, I was so excited. (laughs) I was like, Devin has no idea. So what the crying game? Yeah, it's such a it's such a again, another movie that's like really like it was really ahead of its time. No nobody else was making movies like that, and people haven't really much since. Yeah. Um I uh it's impressive. That's a uh, a man. Right. Surprise, surprise. Uh, they made a uh, cast of her face, which is why she doesn't move. Why her face is just that one expression. Oh, they put it on a male body. They put it on a male body. Okay, I kept wondering because I was like, this is going to be weird to make this girl wear like this prosthetic thing. And yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So. Instead, they made a naked man wear the prosthetic thing. Right. Um. As yeah. it should be. One of the most so legendary reveals in horror history. It's just a fake face, which is actually the most Weird. realistic looking <laughs> of yeah. the whole thing. Right? That's crazy. I remember, Sleep yeah, the credits hit and I was like, what have I just watched? Yeah. yeah. That's some good stuff. Did her what brother, movie. what was the brother's character name? Ricky. Ricky. Did he play, with the, that was the same actor in the sequel? Yeah. What's crazy to me is I thought his acting was great in the first film and in the second one i was like this is horrible that does happen uh that can happen a lot with people who have you know maybe a a fairly legendary part when they're really really young do they bother to take acting classes after that i don't know so i I don't know when you're younger you're not really like you might not be taken to all the insecurities as an adult that you might have and thought and thinking over what you're doing but yeah it also could have been directing too um but i was just like his acting was so noticeably bad and there's that yeah. kind of like and that pause like he was waiting and i'm like this is where they should have like cut the scene he's just like <laughs> waiting for the next line um well that's not his fault that's editing's fault yeah so you know the the whole thing with like ricky's hands mm-hmm. he actually played her in a wig in the canoe scene and oh, yeah. and in the scene with Judy, yeah, the doorway, the doorway, Judy, yeah, where you can't quite tell. Um, a little bit more obvious on my, right, on my right. big screen, but uh, and then I guess the deal was like uh, the Felissa Rose's mom didn't want her to be a killer, like act out being a killer, mm. and so um, they had. It's interesting. Jonathan Tierston or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, do the actual do the actual scenes. murder scenes. Yep. Um, so let's real quick. We don't have a lot of time. Let's real quick uh, talk about Return to Sleepaway Camp. Return to Sleepaway Camp, two thousand eight. Oh, we didn't mention uh, James Earl Jones' brother, Robert Earl Jones. Oh yeah, is uh, one of the cooks in the in that first movie, which is so like instantly. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, that's silly. Yeah, when you told me what I thought, I want to say his name's Ben, but I, that could be racist. Maybe I he didn't realize he'd be so much older though. I thought. Oh I yeah, thought I was going to see a really young. James Earl Jones. Jones, so yeah. it must 
He is it's older a much brother. older brother. Yeah. Um, Let's return to Sleepaway Camp. Return to Sleepaway Camp. 2008. Whole new camp. Camp Monabay. Monabay. I just remembered it as Wannabe, but they turned the W upside down. Okay. Uh, Who runs the camp now? Well, uh, Vincent Pastore's character um, is the main owner, but Ronnie is a junior partner in the camp. Ronnie the buff guy. Ronnie the buff guy. Likes to work out in the middle of a field. Looks like he doesn't lift as many weights anymore. Definitely dyes his hair, but... It was great to see him. The only one in the cast, too, who's still wearing his shorts from, like, the 70s. Yeah, right? (laughs) Everyone else... That was the other thing. I didn't realize, like, the clothes back then were so minuscule and so tight. And versus when you jump to, like, 2008, it's, like, the big jeans and the baggy jeans. Right. And now we're going back towards, like, tighter clothes now. But I just... I thought the the fashion differences were pretty interesting to see. I had a few pairs of shorts like that back in the early 80s. (laughs) I look back and I'm like, how did anybody put up with that... Such short shorts. I'm glad we don't have to do it now. Like One year for Halloween, Desiree and I were Camp Arawak counselors. Oh, nice. Uh, I had some pretty short shorts. It's, <laughs> there, and there's not much photographic evidence of that. <laughs> so then you just leave the camera behind. Yeah. So, okay, we're in How does Return to Sleepaway Camp start? It does, starts already. Camp's already going. Camp's it's already been going, going. And three boys in their underwear are lighting farts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. And then Alan... Alan shows up. Maybe nothing against the actor. He went for it. He was great actor. He, he was great. I mean, I think, I think like, I mean, maybe he's that way in real life. I don't know. I don't um, know, but the character Alan might be the least likable character sure. I've ever seen in anything ever. You know what I will give him, He reminded him me a lot of a young Steve Moulton. <laughs> oh, that's, that's No, that's not true, and I'll explain <laughs> Ooh. He, um, I will give him that no matter how many times he was beat down, he came back kind of smiling. And I was yeah. like, this kid either something's not clicking in his head or he just, he pushes through. And that was very admirable to I'll, see. I was like, I really admire that, but I hate you. I'll give him that. But then he also doesn't learn because he, no, he, no. he constantly complains about being picked on. But he's also constantly attacking everybody. Yeah. Now, I'm happy to say I wasn't like that as a kid. I had the other part of being Alan, which was being the largest human being in most settings. And Alan is pretty much bigger than everybody at the camp. Sure. Um, yeah, he actually... I didn't, yeah, he, but, uh, but yeah, when I was a kid, I was in school with a kid a lot like Alan, who was almost as big as me. Complete jerk to absolutely everyone, but then whenever anybody gave him just a little bit back, he was like instant victim. You know, they're picking on me, but then he'd be grabbing his junk at girls at recess and what have you. Yeah, real sick. Um, What's the tagline for this movie? The tagline should have been, Alan survives way too long for this movie. What should the tagline be for this movie? Tagline. You guys know it. Oh, man. Yeah, we return to sleep. No, what should it be? Return to sleepaway camp. Return to sleepaway. Return to sleepaway camp. camp. The dick is back. Return to sleepaway camp. Your ass stinks. Your ass stinks. Yes, that should be the tagline. Because Alan says that to almost everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Except there's one time when he's yelling at a handful of people, and instead of saying your asses stink, he just goes fuck you and leaves. And it's like, why not say your like they've already done your catchphrase? Yeah, they've already done it three times. Give it's it a your fork. Sitcom catchphrase. You know, but then he brings it back for the rest of the movie right after that. What's funny is without talking about the movie afterwards like this, because I would never 
for like I think this long talk about that movie. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I saw it, it you know, blah blah. But talking about it, I'm like, okay, I probably need to watch this again. It's there's there's <laughs> something weirdly redeeming about these films. That's yeah. it's it's really strange that like they're so bad, but they're so much fun to watch, mm-hmm. and they're there's actually a lot to think about. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, I mean, Steve. Steve's got to get going, so we're gonna on. we're gonna whip through Return to Sleepaway Camp. Um, not as it didn't doesn't feel like there's as much death in Return. It feels yeah. like there there's a lot of like shoe leather. There's a lot of pacing back and forth. Oh yeah, and like just trying to like tell a story to to trick people. Um, yeah. So more murders happen. There's a police uh, sheriff who shows up to give a speech about um, the dangers of smoking and cancer. Right. The and they got the little. The little I've got a voice box. Well, yeah. yeah. What are those things called? I don't know either. Voice the, box. I don't know. Can we, if I like, say an ending now? Does that matter? Yeah, you can go, go for, for it. it. Oh, I was gonna say with the worst prosthetics. Like, yeah. From the first point, part the the well, when I first came on, I thought it was Seth Green, but once I realized it wasn't, <laughs> and I saw, I was like, that's clearly prosthetics. And then I'm thinking, as we went in, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is, you know, Angela back and yeah. posing as a cop. And then when they showed like this frail, tiny body as the you know in the black disguised killer, I was like, okay, clearly this is who this is. It's Angela. Yeah, yeah. called it. Well, I didn't call he it. Didn't I call kept it. it to myself. Ladies and gentlemen, he because kept it. First of all, I gave him the opportunity to tell me who he thought it was. He said he didn't want to. Uh, and then he see, then he told me, me he said to me, I don't know who it is. That's what you said to me in the upstairs. I said that, and then jokingly, and then. He looked up. I saw. I was like, "What are you doing on your well, phone?" I was looking up. Uh, I was like, "Why are you on your phone Kate during Simpsons. a movie, Steve? You know the rules." And I break that rule every day of my oh life. Oh my god, you guys! He's a rule breaker. You have no idea. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, rules are meant to be broken. It's in the Bible. And then he cheated by looking up who was in the movie and no, who played who. I was who. looking up who played Petey. And uh, and I regret and he cheated. nothing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I knew the cop was Angela. What I the reason I didn't want to say it is because. I wanted to be wrong. Mm. I wanted them to u- be using the cop as a red herring. Likely story. And then have it be... I really wanted it to be Ronnie. I was like, it'd be so great if Ronnie, the big strong guy, the only one who was around for the early days, See, was the want, killer in this one. I wouldn't want it to be Ronnie. I actually... No, I thought actually, it would have been awesome if it had been Ronnie. Ronnie was the one decent character. I'll tell you who I wanted. Do, who, did you have somebody that you wanted it to be? or that I wanted to... I think I was just kind of trying to figure out who it was. Because it was, it, I was like, well, I know it's not Alan because it's this tiny little frail body sure. whenever you see. And so I was just kind of, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's this cop. And then I was like, who else would it be? And what is this cop's story? How are they randomly here? And like, yeah. But then I was just kind of just going with it. Like, I wasn't really thinking too far ahead. I was just kind of enjoying it presently in the moment. Sure. I have two, I have two feelings yeah. uh, on who I would want it to be. I, part of me wants it to be Alan because they, they spend so much time like making you think it's got to be somebody else. Right. Especially if you've seen the originals. It's like it's never that main right. character or whatever. So I think that would have been kind of a nice almost like anti-twist. Yeah. yeah. That it would just be you know him. Uh, the other thing is I would have also really liked it to have been Ricky and Angela together. Oh. Um, I think that would have been really because they they yeah. they talked about how like he goes up and visits her every week. Like, what if he broke her out and then they yeah. they started killing people like a, a Mickey and Mallory, like going I mean, to different oh. camps and killing people. I excuse me. I did entertain the thought that maybe it was Alan's brother. Like maybe he oh, was sure he's like, framing him. 
Ah, that's a very good idea. That, that would have been a great idea. Because he's also just about the one who any other solution is great. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's fine having it's. I mean I'm I'm happy with it being Angela. I wish it wasn't obvious like you guys are talking about. Like I wish yeah. it wasn't like just clear cut. Yeah, it almost like, they shouldn't have shown the body because that really narrowed it down a lot because it's yeah. a frail body. So I knew like the prosthetics few, are so bad. Yeah, and a short a short tiny body was like clearly it's not these people. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to have nightmares regardless. <laughs> um, favorite part of either of these movies? Oh, wow, man. My favorite line is probably uh, the pneumonia line. I just thought that was funny. And also Alan's, uh, what is the saying? Your ass is Your ass, yeah. <laughs> your, your ass stings. Mine has to be uh, Ricky's. Just Gatlin gun of profanity at the kids on the roof when they hit Angela <laughs> with the water balloon. So he, mean, he just let... I let my dad have it like that once when I was six years old. Yeah. He pushed me down a sled hill before <laughs> I was ready to go. And I got to the bottom of that hill and I just fired off every swear word I've ever heard him say. And so then seeing this movie for the first time a few years ago, uh, when Ricky does that tirade, man, I'm like, that's just priceless wait you did that when you were six i was six years old oh my god my dad pushed me down a sled hill too early and i got to the bottom and i just threw every that's awesome every swear right at him 15 i mouthed the f word once and i i thought i was gonna be killed my dad didn't see it my mom did so i got lucky my dad would have seen it i would have been just dead yeah when she was like what did you say to me i was like nothing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know I don't know if I really have, like, if I can really narrow it down. Because, like, I, Make you know, we, we, we talked about how, you know, I've seen it a bunch um, before we before the podcast. Devin was asking me how many times I've seen it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been a lot for the first one. Um, and the second one, obviously, your ass stinks, I think, is hilarious. <laughs> that he just says it over and over and over again. Um, and then uh, for the original, I mean, I just love the ending. I love... Love, love the ending. It's I a lo- great twist. I love how just out of left field it feels. Um, even though they tell us in the movie, like, the, this is the solution to this. Yeah. Um, and and I, I appreciate a movie that tells you the solution, you know, earlier in the film. You just don't yeah. figure it out. Um, I like the cop's fake mustache an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so weird. Yeah. There's there's so much. The, the I, weird... I, Judy... The, What's that? Judy is great. I hated her, but I, I loved her just appearing in every scene and just upset and just, just like she's uh. angry at the world. Mm-hmm. Judy, Judy, Judy. Um, I think there's a message in part one. Yeah, that maybe it's not entirely intentional. Yeah, but I think it definitely is is there, and that is don't force people to be something they're not. Absolutely. That's what the doctor is doing to poor Angela, mm-hmm. and she snaps. Well, and everybody does that to her, right? Yeah. Like, why don't you get in the pool? Why don't you take the shower with us? Why don't you yeah. talk to boys? Why don't you talk more? What, you know, yeah. like, why don't you play softball? It's like, or I volleyball. If the writer is like trans or something. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I think writer the, is the director. I the think movie, Desiree yeah. Gould, who played the mom, might what? be. It's hard to say. Might be what. Might be trans. Oh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I tried she looking up the great. info. I couldn't find anything that was concrete. I, didn't, I don't. But I was like, feel like I know why they, that would be. I might mean, be trans. There were no. Well, she it's was, a movie that's dealing with the trans yeah, issue yeah. Long, long before its time. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The movie's ahead of it, right? Although Isn't then the movie again, ahead of its time? it's what two years after Tootsie. So yeah, well, she was that so was underused. Yeah, true. She Fair was very enough. underused of the mom. Yeah, I could I could go with with like a ten minute. Ten more minutes of mom scenes yeah. would have been hilarious. Although, yeah. I think She's the so first funny. 30, 40 seconds, I was like, oh, God, what is this? <laughs> you're like, what did I get myself yeah. into? And then once you just accept it and you go, and you're like, oh, this is kind of great. This, yeah. this woman's off. Like, yeah, yeah, she's off a rocker. She's yeah. got the, like... I should really find out if that is that if that woman is trans or not. I, I don't know. I don't think I, she I, was. I didn't get the feeling. I, I, I mean, be... it's not like you can always tell just by looking at someone, but, like, I didn't get that vibe. No, um, I don't think so, but... I'd be interested to know if the writer was based on all these things that are yeah egged into the script, I guess. Well, probably not at the time. Hmm. It, less likely at the time. Maybe now. Yeah, maybe now. Um, but yeah, so that was Sleepy. So we have to pick a new movie. Oh. If it's a modern movie, it's going to be two. Can I pick it? Yeah, we're going to let them. All right. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Oh, there are. Do you know what's in here? Whoa! I mean, we put them all in there. Okay. So technically, yes. I found it. All right, Devin's, Devin's picking our poison here. In the heat of the night. All right, so it'll be by itself. By Whoa! Itself. So it's just the one movie. Oh. If, if it's modern, like, like How old nine, is this? 90s, 2000s, uh, 70s. Okay. That's uh, Sydney Poitier, right? Can I pick one more just to see if I like it better because I'm a guest? And All right, we're going to let Devin decide which. <laughs> we'll let him pick one more, Whoa. and then he can decide which one he wants. But okay. if it's modern, then you, it's got to be in the heat of the night. Okay. The Last Metro. Uh, yeah, there would be, either one we would just keep just single. The Last Metro is a foreign. Okay. Like, uh, Let's, well, let's stick, I would think we should stick with any of that. But do you want to just do it? I don't want to break your rules. I mean, but here, I told let's, you you let's could choose the metro back, okay. and we'll just the stick last with the original. Metro. But what is the last metro about? Uh, how to describe last metro? Um, here, I'll just pull it up. Can I read this real quick while you pull that up? Yeah, go for it. All right, so I found an article here saying uh, the the author writes um, Angela's aunt Martha, played by Desiree Gould. When I and several of my peers initially saw this, we assumed she was a very convincing drag queen whose voice had, whose dialogue had been dubbed by a different actress. <laughs> and then he writes her plasticine performance, blah, 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 makeup and what have you. Uh, many fans over the years have assumed that Martha and even Gould might be a trans woman. And then he writes, Gould is not a drag queen nor a trans woman, but you can bet that Hiltzik Wanted audience to make that assumption. Interesting. Very interesting. So I'm not the only one who thought sure. that, of this possibility. Um, I will say this: she reminded me a lot of Hedvig, and I love Hedvig. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's um, it's Truffaut doing Truffaut. a movie about I think they're theater owners in Paris um, yeah, trying we... to deal with like Nazi invasion. Oh, these aren't all horror movies. No, no, no. Oh, and okay, so then what is... In the Devin's new to our, our uh, podcast. Yeah. He's never listened to us, so thanks a lot, okay, Devin. But you know what? I did. <laughs> Breaking it. Well, now I'm going to start listening, and I'm going to know. Oh, yay. Yeah, we did... Um, we, what, are some, what are some of the hits? Dr. Zhivago? Oh, my God. Dr. Zhivago? Uh, well, we go all the way back to the beginning. Um, we did... Uh, probably one of my favorite episodes ever was... Uh, over the edge. But, oh well, yeah, you like but, that. One. Uh, you picked that one. Tales but, of Halloween was a doozy. Oh boy. Well, that's some um, non. I was thinking, like, give him some examples of some non 
North by Northwest North we've by done. That's our first episode, um, baby. North by Northwest and uh, Sophie's Choice, which I was like really against watching, yeah. but I loved it. I ended up loving the movie. So they're all movies that neither of you have seen. One of us or... can one of us has to have never seen it. Right. Okay. One of us can, but So do you need to tell your listeners that it's in the heat of the night? Yeah, they heard all that. Oh. They've been I listening they've been listening presumably they've been listening this whole time. Who's it that? is Sydney in Plantier? the heat of the night. In the heat of the anyone. night. Not the series, the movie. The movie, correct. The series went on for years. Yeah, no, just the, just the movie. Well, I got to get out the door. All right. Well, so we're going to say goodbye. Devin, thank you for being um, thank you guys on the podcast. For having me. Thank that you, Devin. Maybe, maybe you can fill in for Steve sometimes because he's a slacker and it's hard to. I'm not a slacker. He's busy. I have several th- different enterprises i'm working although on. i will i will give you props this is uh three episodes that are getting released in the month of october so it's gonna be intense nice. awesome dude um all right uh everyone thank you all for uh listening for listening check and... out dope by devin Diger and oh. yeah. yeah definitely follow yeah. him on uh, instagram go to what's your twitter was it's the v- at vtrt movies at vtrt movies. that's the podcast one well, I think you guys should go and let us know what you thought of the movie because yeah. let's open discussion. Yeah, feel free to make us a Camp Manaby shirt that says yeah. your ass stinks. I need double Or that cool ring, oh, ringtone. Can I, I'll wear that in my next video. Yeah, I, I, yeah sure. <laughs> All right, everyone, uh, thanks again. Bon Cinema. <laughs>